It's Sunday, September 27th, 2009. Did you miss me? Because this is Sentinel World. I've been thinking a lot about doing this again. Well, by thinking, I've been getting nagged a lot about doing this again. Friendly nagging, of course, because my friends are friendly and not naggy. You know, except for the actual nagging part. But in any case, it is their considered opinion that the world would somehow be improved by me ranting and raving for yet another period of time. On my part, I'm dealing with the fact that I have this gorgeous bit of music that I've managed to lift off of the uh, Star Trek uh, trailers from the recent movie, and I wanted to play them, and I don't really want to talk over them because it's kind of cool. At least I like it. And then, of course, there's a the whole problem of, well, just because I like it doesn't mean that I can make other people listen to it, and if I actually make other people listen to it, then it really isn't entirely serving the purpose that I picked it for, so I should probably pick something a lot friendlier, like, you know, Barney's, uh, what you call it song, I love you, love, um, everybody love purple things, I don't know, you, you, whatever, the stupid, not cool music, yes. Okay, this is Sentinel World which is a podcast dedicated, weirdly enough, to me. And it's not that I'm not worthy of having a podcast dedicated to me. Actually, that's a virtual certainty that this is a highly logical and reasonable thing to do. In fact, there should be entire network stations and organizations dedicated to covering my existence 24-7 as I proceed to conquer the entire known universe. But, you know, since that's a little ways downstream, I'm accepting the more limited audience of the podcast for now. I will let you know when you have been conquered or are expected to report to a location from which you can be conveniently conquered. Convenience is important in these things. But in the meantime, it is my place to rant. Ranting is a skill I have developed over the years with considerable success. I am going to talk to you today about excitement. I'm not sure why. No, I am sure why. Okay. I'm not sure I'm sure why. I know I know the reasons. I know some of the reasons, but I'm not sure what makes it interesting. It just is. I'm thinking about the fact that when you have... If you don't have experience with small children, I'm not sure how much this will translate, but little kids experience happiness at a different level than adults do. I think... That is one of the defining characteristics of a child, and specifically a small child, versus a adult, or a, if you want to call it an extended child, since I'm not completely convinced of this, adulthood state. But in any case, um, the point of this... Oh, crap, I did an um, didn't I? Damn it! The whole point of this is that when little kids get excited, they get whole body excited. They have so much mental... I don't know what you want to call it. They have so much mental energy, so much mental expression, so much emotional expression that their bodies go jerky. And I've always been fascinated by that overload. It's, it's you know, as grown-ups, we experience that as, oh, our speakers are too loud and the, and the, and the sound is clipping. But when you're dealing with children, it isn't the sound that's clipping, it's the emotion that is clipping. They are having more emotion, they're experiencing, rather, sorry, more emotion than their bodies are physically able to handle. And so instead of shouting a yay or, or jumping up and down, they kind of do that half motion where, 
bits of their body are trying to do all of these different things at once, and it's absolutely amazing. It is one of the most wonderful things in the world to watch because it refreshes... Well, for me, it reminds me of that kind of joy. It reminds me that that kind of joy exists in the world. And, yeah, okay, maybe I don't go twitchy over discovering a sale on peak free and cookies, but why not? Why can't there be that much joy in things that I do? Maybe maybe not, you know, oh my god, I got a red truck for Christmas, or Kwanzaa, or whatever holiday you like, I'm Christian, deal with it. But the point is that you have these, you have this capacity for emotional, man, apparently the desire to talk is commensurate with the complete lack of vocabulary. Um, You have this omni-something, you have this capacity to conceptualize things that are beyond your ability to express. And <laughs> Hello, irony. Yeah, let's play that one again. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, that was not an emotional overload. That was a stupid overload. But, you know, same kind of deal, just happier. Um, it boils down to passion. It boils down to the energy and the expression and there's some things you do where it's like it makes you happy. There's some things that you do and they, they excite you. And then there are some things that you do that engage you, that energize you, that give you a kick in the pants that transcends the moment that you got it from. And instead of having this thing that kind of powers you through that moment, it's something that powers you through that moment and has stuff left over to push you into the next moment or into the next day or into the next week, month, year, whatever it's it's an explosion. It's a reinvigoration. It's a rebirth. It's fabulous. And for adults, it's this thing that is a remarkable kind of progression because, ooh, look at us, we figured out something important. Ooh, look at us, we were able to think of this thing. It's like, oh my god, I won the lottery. Oh my god, I got a promotion. Oh my god, you know, I'm getting married. Whatever that happens to be, that kind of soul-searing, life-changing kind of intensity. And it still pales. It still pales compared to what you see in those kids. And I admit that it's not always a happy overload. I mean, I've seen some, forgive me, very entertaining terror overloads too, because I can say that it it wasn't an actual fear situation. It was a terror of something completely harmless situation, and therefore it's funny because they get over it. Um, Or they don't, and then you can terrorize them with like a Kleenex box that surprised them for a couple of weeks till they figure out how nauseous you're being and punch you in the stomach. Not that they've ever punched me. Oh, no. Okay, they never punch me in the stomach on purpose. They usually end up jumping on me, but it's a friendly jump, right? Huh. Anyway, I just, I've been reflecting on that. I've been reflecting on the passion of it. I've been reflecting on the energy of it. And the recent trigger of that was that I went back to a TED Talk, the, uh, what is it, Technology, Entertainment, and Design Conferences, TED, TED, 
Um, it's a conference that's running, I believe, twice yearly now um, in multiple locations in the world. It's allegedly an opportunity for some of the best and brightest to gather and shoot the shit and talk about what's good and what's exciting and what they're working on and sort of seed ideas, spread ideas. And I'm saying it in a very cynical way, but the fact is that those presentations that they put up are like information crack. It is some of the most amazing stuff being done by some really remarkable people. And even if it isn't your subject area, even if it isn't my subject area, I find I'm listening to like, I don't know, 99.9% of them without any hesitation. I think there's maybe a total of three or four that I've skipped over the years. And that's out of years and years of these 20-minute presentations. And the rest of them I listen to even when I don't really care to because in the end they pull me in. I've learned about, you know, micro-banking and telephony in Africa. I've learned about, you know, gene banks and food crops. I've learned about all kinds of things. I learned about uh, a computer, well, not really a computer store, a store that was set up that was basically an education center for kids, and it wasn't really presented as an education center. It was presented as more of a magic shop or, or an alien gear shop or, or a spy shop, but it was a place that kids were pulled into, and... These these fragments they they are that kind of and experiential um, super something crap diddly my language is gone exceptionally today um, I probably should have thought about this before I actually tried to say it but hey I was excited I thought I'd move and look my brain can't keep up. <laughs> Did that sound convincing? Because, you know, that'd be totally cool if I could pass that off as an excuse. Um, in any case, the the point of it is that the TED Talks are absolutely stunning. They contain this units of information in really small doses that are digested specifically for people who have no idea what the subject matter is. They bring you in from the cold and teach you something. And maybe it's not something important. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a, just an experience of, of personal exposure to something in the world. Maybe it's just a personal achievement. Um, there have been, you know, blind musicians, deaf musicians. Um, that's... I, maybe it was deaf. That was fascinating to me. There was, there was this remarkable presentation in which this deaf woman was talking about her application to music school and dealing with that process and that experience. There was a guy who attempted to, I believe it was, ski to the North Pole. Um, without success, I think, in the end, but he came mighty close before he failed, and, and the journey was a remarkable thing. Uh, the one that really stands out for me, the one, though, that I keep coming back to is a piece by Benjamin Zander talking about passion and music. And it is about music, and I am not really a musician anymore. I'm trained as one. I have the background, so I suppose I can still call myself one. But I don't do it anymore. I don't make music for any reason. And instead, I'm listening to this and... For one, it calls me back to music. For another, it energizes me quite beyond anything to do with music. I mean, 
I don't think of it as, you know, I need I need a pep talk, I need a little bit of energy, I need a little kick in the pants, I'm going to go listen to this talk and, and continue and go on and whatever. I don't think that way. What happens is somebody I meet says something and I go, oh, hey, I know this thing that you'd be interested in. And, of course, in trying to track it down, I remember how much it excited me the last time and I play it again. And as a result, two three times a year, maybe, sometimes one, sometimes more, whatever, I get to go through this presentation, and I come out of it just so much vitalized, energized, that I don't really know what to do. It's just this roller coaster push. I've come over the top, hurtling down, and I'm about to go somewhere, and I don't know what's coming. My stomach is in my throat. My heart is in my throat. I am moving. I am flying. That is what I get. That is passion. That is conveyed to me by an old man talking to an audience about music and playing with one cheek, which, by the way, is hysterical. See the presentation. It is good. Regardless, Wait, no, that was my point. Oh, crap, I seem to be done. Ha! Okay, so, plan B. Plan B is to tell you about my day, my day being not especially remarkable, except for the fact that, of course, I received a phone call. I was upstairs in my bedroom. I received a phone call from my mother downstairs, whereupon she told me, bring a camera, there's a squirrel taking vitamins. Now, some of you may be thinking, what an odd thing to say. You are people who do not know my mother or the really odd wildlife experiences that we have in my supposedly urban space. Because when I went down the stairs with my hastily grabbed camera, there was in fact a squirrel sitting on the fence with a large labeled bottle of vitamin C, um, well, looking like he was attempting to swig from it. It was hysterically funny, unquestionably funny. I got a couple of pictures off. Those are on my Flickr page if you happen to know how to find them. If not, contact me and I'll let you know how to find them. But uh, as I was telling a friend of mine about them later today, I was on the phone and again my mother called to ask if I have a snack, if I wanted a snack. Um, I'm, um, for those of you who don't know, I live with my folks. It's a particular indignity that is hard to explain, but you know, I love them. It's an okay opportunity for me, and, you know, with any luck, you won't be reading about me in the papers involving a uh, you know, homicidal incident. So far, so good. We'll see. <laughs> I shouldn't say that when it's recorded. I love them very much. They are wonderful people. They are fabulous. I could not have better heroes or role models. They just make me crazy in detail. That's all. It's, it's really very simple. Um, in any case, I go downstairs to pick up my snack, and I'm still talking to my friend on the phone, and we're talking about squirrel jokes and vitamin jokes and things like that, and all of a sudden I turn to my dad, who is mopping up some tea he spilled, and that's not particularly remarkable of itself, until I happen to catch the fact that he is mopping up the tea with an orange peel. Now, I don't know how many of you are have ever given consideration to the absorbent properties of an orange peel, but in case you haven't, mopping up juice, or tea in this case, with an orange peel is about as efficient as mopping it up with a brick. A highly absorbent brick, but a brick nonetheless. It was one of those inexplicable moments. I just couldn't figure out what to say, and in fact, I told him, I can't actually make fun of you because I just don't know what to say. I want to make fun of you. I can't. 
you have completely stymied me. Which we could take as another example of this passion thing, because, you know, that would be cool if I could all wrap it up together. So, you know, look at me. Woo! Yeah, topic, circularity. Bam! No, wait, bam! Shite. So much for doing it all in one recording. No, actually, maybe I will do it in one recording and make you listen to that crap. Probably long-winded and rattly anyway. I keep hearing rattling as I twitch about in my head. Um, I need a real mic. I think that's what that, that means. If I get a real mic, then maybe I'll commit to do a bunch of these. But this is getting long-winded, so I am going to bail, I think. I'm just going to try to figure out what kind of music I can put to the end of this. In the meantime, stay frosty. We need a better catchphrase. We need something momentous. We need, we need, um, 